everybody, this is Davis over at the CFG, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we do with these amazing guests, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or go to our main website, confreaksageeks.com, to listen to it, or any podcast services that are currently out there today uh i have a special guest today uh they uh, just released an amazing rpg that came out called rise <clears throat> rise to the third uh rise of the third power uh it's a a, a great little uh great stu- indie studio that does amazing good quality for uh, uh storytelling and and just quality uh rpgs uh i'd like to welcome <clears throat> excuse me uh i'd like to welcome evelyn rose hall from Stegasoft to the show. How are you doing? Everybody, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> that is great. Thank you for thank you for doing this. And I'm, Thanks for having me. Like, yeah, it's so it's so awesome. I love uh I love talking uh talking about ga- uh, games with uh with with people. So so let's get this started. Um, well, first off, uh yeah, we just uh Rise of, Rise of the Third Power just about a week out just came uh came out last uh I believe yeah about last week um the story of rise of the third power is incredibly intricate and uh uh yeah and it's virtually impossible like when i was playing it it was virtually impossible to to know like what was going to happen thanks to the twists and turns that it had uh how long did it take to make a story uh like a story of that incredible game uh itself first of all thank you um that is actually a really complicated answer so i'll try and keep it short but um so i started making this game all the way back in 2008 as a hobby project now i didn't continuously work on it this whole time so i worked on it for like about a year and then i went off to college and lived my life um and then i decided after we released Arafel, i decided to come back to it and i had to a ton of work was already done so i didn't want to start over from scratch but I also was a much better writer at that point. I suppose it was twenty. It was twenty sixteen when I got back to starting it. Um, so I had to rework the story, but still make it fit all the elements that were already um, part of the game. Um, it's like the general plot structure had to remain the same. Otherwise, I'd have to completely tear it apart, and you might as well just start over from scratch if you're going to do that. Um, so I've spent a total of seven years on it, like in pieces but it when you're talking about like how how long does it take to write an intricate story like that it's hard to say when you started it when you were much worse writer and then had to rework it and force it to fit um the game that you're already making Oh no, I totally understand. But like, so, but, but like you said, this is this is a passion project. You said initially, so this was back. So initially, the seeds were started in '08, but like, mm-hmm. uh, but then you kind of came. But then uh, it was off and on. 2016, like, uh, was 2016 the start of the beginning of the process of the game itself, or like, would you say yes. that would be the true start of the game? Okay, so Pro- uh, I didn't really touch it. Like, I started in 2008 finished it in 2009 or something around there. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. when I did it. Um, and then I didn't touch it again until we released Arafel. And I was like, all right, we, I can actually do this. And so now I'm going to pick up this much bigger, more complicated project. Um, and I then see. that's what we were working on until February 10th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised because like um, like usually like when you uh I mean I play I play a lot of indie games. I love indie games uh, uh especially let alone RPGs cuz I love storytelling. 
Um, but like when this one, when I was playing this one, I was like, this is actually more like complex than I was ever planning or anticipating. And I was just thinking they must have like, like the creator of it, you, like you must have had a field day <laughs> to, to, uh, to, to, to set all this up. And I was, I, I have to applaud you on it. Cause I was, I, I, I was, yeah, I definitely was, was in it. Uh, like I was in it, like uh, to, to mess around with it. So, so yeah, that's, that's, so I definitely, I definitely loved what you did in it. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you. yeah, no problem. And, uh, and, like and just you yourself i mean like uh uh what like what got you into like you know game design game development uh uh just game development in general sure um i picked up rpg maker when i was younger um i didn't have any coding experience i didn't have any technical skills and you don't really need that for rpg maker so i picked it up and just started playing around with it um goodness it was rpg maker 95 is the first one i picked up like when i was 17 16. Oh wow! Yeah, um, and I just played around with it, and I I just never stopped. So, so and even when I did um when we, when I got back to Arafel and then Rise Third Power, um most of the work that I did was still the same. And then my business partner, um, who goes by Frost, um, he's the one that did the combat system, did the UI, did all the battles, did all the the gameplay stuff that some you would need coding experience to do as well as a lot of the design features around those like the talent tree and stuff like that um but most of my work remained the same from my rpg maker days i didn't really have Mm -hmm. to learn too much new stuff aside from just managing a giant story (laughs) oh i see i got you uh man like the, the RPG makers, the, like I love the, the games. And the, like, did you actually like com- like com- make a game like completely out of it, or did you just kind of tweak and and mix in uh, when you when you were whenever you use whenever you use the I, RPG maker? So when I did um when I did Arafel, which I released in two thousand five, I think um so that was part one of what was supposed to be a part ten series, and I realized that was stupid. Um, and I, <laughs> there's no way it was ridiculous, but I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so when I came back to it, I just, I found a way to like work the story to have an ending at, at that game. So it turned into like a 20 hour game or something instead of a hundred hour crazy epic. But anyway, um, so, um, I would say I probably started dozens of little projects that I'd work on for a week or work on for maybe a month. And then I'd be like, this isn't going anywhere. I don't feel anything about this. And, it wasn't really till Arafel that I finally got to something that I really loved. And then after I stopped working on that, I did another like three dozen little random projects that didn't go anywhere. And then I got to Rise of Power and it finally clicked again. And I was actually like really depressed leading up to that because I was like, everything I make is, I was like a really self-loathing creator kind of thing. Like everything oh. I make is trash. I hate myself. And then Rise of Third Power clicked and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's that's so crazy yeah that's crazy and uh like uh now with like airfell itself because i like, actually was i'm glad you brought with airfell that uh is rise of the third power to the third power is it in the same world as airfell are these two totally complete, completely different kind of games like are they no they no comment we haven't <laughs> we, we haven't decided yet but it wasn't planned to be and so i'm I actually have a story in mind, like how that would work and why it would make sense. And I could actually connect the two stories together. Um, but I really don't like the idea of just deciding that after the fact without really planning it together. Like, what if you found out like 
the Game of Thrones universe actually took place in the Lord of the Rings universe. And they just kind of decided that after the fact. And even if they could make it work really well, wouldn't that feel weird? That, that would feel like be it shouldn't, like, not to compare my work to Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but like it just it, it just feels like an after the fact decision feels bad. But if we did that, I know exactly how what I would do. So so anyway, that's my version of no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you have like a safety that just like a safety yeah, exactly. that scenario. Like if just I just, in case. just have to do it, then I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but I hope <laughs> I don't that. decide to do that. But I don't know me, so we'll see. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny and i mean i'm sure i mean if you messed and decided to tweak with like a uh, uh rpg maker and like you know like i mean mess around with that itself i'm sure you must be a fan of rpgs yourself uh like i'm uh, not you, <laughs> you're not i'm you're not, not a fan. okay so so quick aside on this i have adhd and so i like rpgs i don't like Japanese style role playing games because they tend to be kind of tedious in my opinion and they tend the turn based battle they can't stand the grinding I can't stand um, so uh, my favorite game is Secret of Mana growing up um, and that's a very quick pace and the story is very quick and like there's not like big dense cutscenes you have to watch or anything um, but there was if you don't have any coding experience if you don't know how to make a game rpg maker was really the only so i made i made that because i like telling stories and there isn't really a better game genre for maybe like visual novel but i can't draw or you know puzzle game but i'm bad at puzzles and adventure game but i don't really know what i'm doing with that but i knew how to make an rpg at least even though i don't really like them i knew how they worked um mm-hmm. or again just japanese role playing games um okay so, so, but like, like, but like, like, Witcher, I mean, but I mean, like, so like, which, but was it like Witcher, Dragon Age, anything of like, like any of those I kind did of sports? Play, I played Dragon Age. So yeah, those are a little, it's, I think it was really the turn-based battles and the, the fact that you had to often grind them. Um, so like, I, I really wanted to like Final Fantasy VI, I just couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger was cool enough, and I got I got mm-hmm. that much later in life where I was like I was doing it for research purposes, and I was able to watch it and like it or play it and like mm-hmm. it. Um, and like Baldur's Gate Two is my second favorite game of all time, and that's a really RPG RPG. Um, yeah. But generally speaking, I just get so bored. <laughs> you know, it's actually fun. You're not the first person that's tell that 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 you know, someone on my staff actually loves oh, really? RPGs. He, yeah, she loves RPGs, but it's funny because she streams it on her on her Twitch page, and I love like I love watching her because oddly enough, she says the same thing. She hates turn based RPGs, but then, uh, I was like, yeah. then how do you like RPGs? But then you play them. It's and complicated. <laughs> But I that, don't question it. Just move past it. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm perfectly fine with it, but I'm just like, wow, that's got, that's quite interesting. Okay, we but don't like, know either. So, what drew you into like wanting, like, so you saying, so did you say, would you say that the the uh, with your storytelling in the the stories that you made, uh, mm-hmm. the RPG genre was the better fit for like just for you or uh, like for you to kind of portray what you're trying to give out, like you know. Uh, to uh, to give out it was just yeah the best. um uh-huh. so i originally i mean and this is when i was young i was like 15 16 um i tried to get into novel writing and my ability to write prose was just not there and i've tried that on and off over years and i just i'm terrible at it it's terrible i sound like an idiot um but i'm really good at dialogue um and there's so that leaves what like script writing or playwriting or or you know video games because that's there's not prose in that um, and then it turned out I was good at 
putting maps together that were pretty um, and putting together cutscenes that felt believable and like, you know, these little teeny sprites moving around, but it felt kind of real and felt kind of natural. Um, mm-hmm. And those are, I don't know why I would be good at that. But when I started in RPG Maker 95, I was just like, I was, I could tell that I was like doing that at least at a level that was competent. Um, and I just, I never looked into anything else. Honestly, I, it was RPG Maker until 2008. And then me and Frost decided that we wanted to try and do this professionally and, then we got our fill out and then we got resident power out. So, Oh, that's so good. And I will have to say though, because like, I mean, like, I mean, Frost must have done, you said Frost did most of the intricate, like, you know, the, the stuff within Mm -hmm. the game itself. I have to say though. So I'm assuming the one, the big thing that he, the the big thing was the accessibility features that he, uh, that was added to the game in the battle sequences. Cause like, like story mode. uh, Oh my god! I was like, that was all me. That was you. Okay, so that was, was good. story mode. Because <laughs> I was like, because uh, don't get me wrong, I love, I love, I love, I like turn based. I like to grind, but then sure. you get you get to that point when you're like, I really don't want to fight this person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like I just want to just hurry up and go on. And I you was know, like, there's a lot of. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no no uh, uh no you go you go go right go right uh, ahead. There's, we there's a lot of players that are. um how did how do I describe this? Like almost a purist attitude. Like I'm being weak by skipping some of this stuff. But there are a lot of players that legitimately like it as well. And like I listen, I played an role playing game. I'm there for generally not the combat experience. I'm there for everything except combat. Even in action RPGs, I, I'm mm-hmm. that's not the part I care about. Um, so why not give them the ability to just just blast through that and if they want to experience i i don't care it's not cheapening the experience but i didn't really like maybe frost is like skipping my battles these jerks (laughs) (laughs) oh if i ever had a chance to talk to frost i would love to but like but the whole the whole thing was just like uh well okay it's funny because uh at first, I'm not gonna lie. I used to be that way too, kind of like an elitist. It's like, oh, if you go to play yeah, the game, you gotta are, play yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. But then, okay. So, but then I was playing a game. Uh, I actually recently I just playing. Um, uh, we stream too on our uh, on our Twitch. Shameless play CFG games. Uh, <laughs> we uh, go to. Uh, uh, I was playing Chrono Trigger, and uh, the Chrono Trigger version of the game was the handheld version, and the handheld version had a they added a new area called Lost Sanctum. And there's oh. this part, yeah, there's this part in it that allows you to go, you have to go up a mountain, like traverse the mountain, but you have to, uh, but you have to ping pong uh, the mountain into two different time time zones, like in the 65 billion years to oh, 650 years. Yeah. And, but you had to go all the way up while fighting all the way up. The monsters stayed the same level while you are overpowered and you just have to keep on going in and down. You have to oh. go up this mountain like 15, 20 times. And I'm like, this is uh it took me four days because i only have a slot like a one hour slot to play this and i'm just like this is insane yeah. why can't they just skip it <laughs> and that, do it that's, so, I, yeah i don't get what yeah. they were thinking there <laughs> yeah so like Maybe that's some the people like this i don't get it i don't i don't see how someone would because like i was well, i was like man i gotta i gotta love <laughs> like I, I have time i have stuff to do and things like that but no what i loved about the uh about your like even mixed with the accessibility option to just skip the story mode like the battle system itself in um in rise of the third power is fun and it, it is legitimately yeah. fun and it's a like uh and it's not just it's not just a the regular hit stick kind of turn-based rpg mm-hmm. which is definitely so kudos to uh to to, to you to frost and, yeah and yeah we both put a lot of work in that he did the technical part um and then 
you know, I just kind of helped with the design. It was, it's mostly him, but I definitely contributed. Um, but yeah, for that, we were really, I mean, the fact that I don't like those kind of battles, he does like them. Um, they, I don't know why <laughs> we never talked about it, but he likes them. Um, but I, the fact that I didn't, I think helps kind of cut through the stuff. Like, you know, we got rid of the auto attack, like the normal mm. attack. There isn't, you have to use skill every time and your mana recharges and your mana recharges halfway after battle. So you really want to use your skills and you don't really want to hoard magic between fights and stuff the way you would in final fantasy six and save it up to blow up a boss. Um, and just the, the forcing you to switch your party, like exhaustion mechanic in the game, which is, as you fight battles, you accrue exhaustion, and your mm-hmm. party members get tired, and you need to swap. You need to bench them, basically, and um, and that was done so that you were forced to change your players. You're forced to use skills. You're forced to change your characters out. All the enemies have like different, like really distinct strengths. Um, they will either blow you up, or they're really hard to kill. Um, and you really do need to think about your party comp and swap out sometimes. Um, and all of that was just to avoid mindlessly button mashing through you know endless final fantasy six enemies i don't want to dunk on final <laughs> fantasy six like it's a <laughs> beloved game and i really wanted yeah. to like it but i was just like i, I just can't <laughs> hey, but then because i like to, i'm not saying that you're, you're you're knocking it but at the same time in a different point of view but i think i think because your point of view of you not liking uh not liking turn base actually does mm-hmm. contribute uh contribute agree, something yeah. yeah in the rpg uh in the rpg genre itself especially just like uh, uh with it so i mean i think because of that i think it made it it's somewhat better uh from being on the outside of uh of uh being somewhere from the outside of not normally liking that stuff to yeah to actually add to make the experience better and i think that that's what's that's what uh, maybe that's what I, that's what i really love about besides the the, the story and uh rise to third yeah. power i mean i just i just love it too co- so. he did, frost did an amazing job with the combat our Arafel got caught some flack for being a little too simplistic with the combat but this is our first outing and we didn't want to innovate too hard because we there's a there's a formula that works and we didn't want to completely stray from it and um, so we just tried to innovate a little bit and we could have done a little bit better especially like on trash like bosses are really good but the trash enemies are a little repetitive so we tried mm-hmm. to fix that in this one and we added a bunch of features to do that um but um one one thing that people don't think about is when you are kind of forced into a mold that you don't like being in but you really have to work in that space and you're going to try and improve it you those boundaries on you let you innovate in more interesting ways because you're not you can't do anything that you want um and so instead of like trying to recreate the wheel you're just trying to make a better wheel and if you don't like a wheel to begin with then you really really have to think about what you don't like about it to try and fix it um and so and again frost likes them so it wasn't i'm not i don't like take too much credit here like it wasn't all me but i think that i think pushing that there um definitely helped um helped it feel a little less like every other jrpg right i mean well er, like earlier uh you said that it's like this uh itself the game this specific uh rise to the power was originally like your passion project like mm-hmm. just in the process of like you know the process of make creating a game because i mean i don't i'm not, I'm not familiar with the uh, process of game making barely any uh, there but go on <laughs> <laughs> but like uh uh but like what like what was like one of the hardest like throughout through your process like what did you was there like a like a stag or like what was one of the hardest kind of like experiences that you that you 
caught yourself kind of like unaware or you know to uh, uh uh once you hit it like what like what was what was one of the most annoying parts of doing it um so how do i want to answer this so writing a complicated story it was definitely that i would i would you write yourself into corners that you don't you're like oh crap this doesn't work i can't i can't leave it like this i have to completely change this structure of the story to make it work um can i spoiler or, or spoilers okay spoilers um <laughs> the yes. um angelica oh, well the angelica beach area was added after the game was entirely finished that whole sequence was added um and then everything leading up to the first part of angelico um because i realized that like the the plot the, the the theme that I was trying to get and like the, the way the plot was going, like it made sense, but it didn't work on a like reader's enjoyment level. Like it just isn't going to mm-hmm. click. So I had to add that whole area after the fact. Oh man, it was a shipwreck too. Goodness. Um, but anyway, I had to add that whole thing after the game was basically done because I, I played through it and I was like, it doesn't work. I ha- I have to fix it. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff that I had to cut out and um, it, felt like it worked on paper that was the big thing i wrote it down i planned it out it seemed like it was nice i think in a novel it would have worked fine but then when you play through in a game it just isn't the same experience and i mean i've months of my life were spent reworking or remaking or deleting cutscenes and major parts of the story because i was just like all right well it just doesn't i give up (laughs) let's redo it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is i mean yeah that's that sounds that would sound very well actually come to think of it you said the game was done then you had to make a new area so just so it, the story I mean, made done sense in the, like the, my part of the game like the story oh, yeah. was done the dungeons yeah, yeah. were finished like there was still a lot of technical stuff to do and beta testing and all that stuff um so it wasn't like it was like we delayed because of that um <laughs> we delayed because we bit off way more than we could chew but we got it done uh but it was but um but yeah, I mean, the game was my part of the game was essentially done, and I played through it, and I hit this, and I was like, ah. <laughs> "Well, how big? Like, uh, I was, I was, I was actually kind of wondering, like, how big is y'all's team uh, the, that worked on this itself? Is it just like was it a small team that did, or it's a small team? So me and Frost are the only two like official members of SegaSoft, and everyone else is a contractors. So we worked with, uh, no, that's not true. Um, we have our lead artist who is. Um, I don't know if she, she considers herself formally part of the company or just kind of a contracted lead artist, um, but I've known her for years and she's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It's Melissa Saunders is her name, um, but she hides from social media, so you can't find her. But Melissa Saunders <laughs> is awesome. Um, but we worked with Carrie Lake and um, Daku on Twitter and um, Ivan Garcia Filho and Gabriel and they all and Fabio Fontes and. I'm, I'm going to leave people out. Willie Pixels and um, Jacob McNatt and there were more um, people who I didn't mention. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, but I, so they were all di- contracted at different points to help us with the part of our skill set that just wasn't just wasn't there. Um, right. So like Ivan did the those really neat battle animations, for example. He's the one that took care of all that for us. Um, and uh, so. Uh, two people on the team officially but then a bunch of oh ashley wickstead was another one she did like a lot of the icons and she did the monster designs um anyway so um we um form form formally on the team 
two people and then a bunch of contractors. And I hate to say like, what was the team size? Because I don't know if the contractors really think they're part of the team or if they were just like, we were helping out, but we couldn't have done it without them. Calpon did the portraits. Okay. I think that's everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just, yeah, I was just like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to know. Cause like, like I said, like, cause the uh, style of the game itself, I mean, that pixelated, uh, Benjamin C. Bello did the sound effects. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, just like I just was, I was wondering because I was like, man, the uh, styles. I mean, the towns, all the different kinds of things. I'm sure that, like, I mean, I'm sure it was very like strenuous to do all of this for, especially as long as the game is, because uh, it's not like yeah, a simple, yeah, not a simple um, game. And I was like. I hope it wasn't a two-man team. <laughs> That's what oh, I God. was hoping. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, well, even the work that we did, like, I spent seven hours or seven years on this game. And mm-hmm. granted, that was a lot of that was reworking old stuff that didn't work anymore. Um, but, man, like, if we had to, like, do everything from scratch ourselves, that would have been a nightmare. <laughs> so, thank you, Unity, for existing. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Unity is such a powerful tool oh, on like that. Such in a, itself. Yeah, I, it's like it's a bad rap because it's so same thing with RPG Maker. It, it's really easy to use. So people who aren't, I don't want to say very good. That's crappy. People who aren't very good. Sorry, <laughs> savvy. Um, Let's just say savvy, savvy, sure, uh, savvy. Sure, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, they, uh, it's very easy to pick it up and and just throw something together, and it just it gets a bad rap because of that but i mean it's it's an awesome tool and uh, like people can create some amazing stuff with it um so yeah that's cool i guess that's what I mean, well that like it, uh, <laughs> it, as a company with stakesoft uh, stakesoft games like i mean i don't know if you wanted to like say like i mean maybe it's too early to to know but like mm-hmm. uh uh would you say that this would be like be open to something that's more different that's outside of the genre of rpgs like it could be something that maybe the next story that you're doing could be i don't know an action action side scrolling or something like that like is there any like any realms of the possibilities of changing uh uh, um, the format i i don't want to we have some stuff in the pipeline that is not i should say pipeline but like in the in the drawing board that is not jrpg I, th- I think the next game probably won't be a normal jrpg but um frost is taking the lead on that one um we won't be doing we won't be reworking one of my old projects we're going to start from scratch on this one um and so that there'll probably be news on that in in you know six months or something like that we'll have an announcement for that um i know if we do the rise of third power sequel i am comfortable saying that will be a tactics game like final fantasy tactics as opposed to a normal jrpg Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, strategy and strategy yeah. game. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Fall uh, of the Third Power is what that one will be called. Oh, so you already have this all. You already have, have this plan. The story is ready for that one. I know exactly what I'm going to do for that one. Oh, and I know man. if we decide to have Aravel part of the universe, which again, I don't think we should, but we might break down and do it. Uh, I know exactly how that'll work in the sequel too. I really hope that you, I, I kind of remember <laughs> on the boat of you, yeah, of not making it because I think I would agree that it, it would be yeah. kind of weird because your 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 analogy of it, would, it makes so much sense uh, yeah. uh, on it. Uh, but like uh, now, uh, and the, another thing I was I was actually really wondering about because like I mean because of the times and stuff, just to kind of get this game out to uh, uh, to people. Usually, I mean for indies, like some of the big things is going to the shows to promote the event. It's it, itself mm-hmm. out like you know Indiecade and all these different kinds of uh, events and stuff like. But since you since you were very limited uh, on uh, on that for the past you know couple of years and stuff, like how hard was it to kind of get the get the word out? Because I mean I would love to like I mean because 
to be honest with you, when you play a good RP, like a good RPG, let alone good J, like JRPG style that like Rise of Third Power sure. is, it's like you want everyone to to, to, to check the sucker out. Like, uh, uh, was there any? Yeah, was there a process or something? Like, or was there was there any kind of uh, difficulty on kind of spreading the word about this game itself? Yeah. Um, so we work with uh, Dangan is our publisher, um, Dangan Entertainment. Um, and they've been awesome to work with. They're super supportive and have been really sweet to us and, and clearly really care about every project they work with, including ours. Um, so they kind of handle all the promo stuff, but there's just a lot of stuff. There are you know, trade shows and conventions and stuff that just didn't happen. And we released Arafel in tw- like March 2020. That was like right when this was picking up and right when they I, like they canceled the NBA season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like short I don't, I don't like it was shortly after we released the game yeah, you're if right. i remember right yeah it was around so, march around march mid-march because it was like yeah. after my birthday everything okay. shut down and i was yeah. like oh wow <laughs> yeah I, well when they canceled i because i knew it was like i figured it was like another sars or another you know whatever <laughs> um bird mm-hmm. flu kind of thing and then they canceled the nba season and i was like oh okay <laughs> are we all gonna die what is this <laughs> so um i i anyway i'm total tangent but um but yeah so uh, like they just started canceling everything after that. And that was right when we released our first game. Um, so things are like kind of opening back up at this point. So we'll, we'll see what Red Star Power can actually get into. And then, you know, there's like uh, so many games, like every year there are more and more games, like the market just keeps swelling and swelling and mm-hmm. swelling. So it's, there's a ton of competition out there. And um, so Especially yeah, for short indies, answer is, yeah. yes, it's been really hard to do that kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, especially like, like, well, like I said, especially with indies and everything is just like, okay, gaming now, like back in gaming in the 90s was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, there's going to be, it was so much lighter, but now since everyone can like, you know, so much self-develop and self-publish kind of things, it's yeah. just. Oh, it's, 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 it's very competitive, but no, but no, I'm I definitely. Think, um, w- so I really Aerofell <laughs> before we. Um, so I raced the RPG Maker version of Arafel on Steam in 2016, um, and that I think was the last. I mean, they were still doing Steam Greenlight back then, where people had to like vote on games and you had to like pass a threshold, and those games would get to go. Um, I think that was the last year they did that, and then after that, it was just like you pay a hundred dollar fee and you, every game goes on there. Um, and so, like once they did that, and I'm not saying I don't know if Steam Greenlight was a good idea or not. I'm not saying like I, I like the idea of anyone being able to post their game, but it does have the deleterious effect of just this explosion and it's like so much stuff to wade through um yeah and so actually, and we, we've definitely yeah. like go ahead oh i was gonna say i was actually kind of impro- i was impartial with the green light process i did like it uh i think for yeah. the, as indie developer it's really good but at the same time it seemed like it was anyone could buy their way to get the, to get their game in uh, uh really get, yeah, into it even, and at the end of it if your game is even halfway decent looking you were getting through so it, it didn't even it just stopped being an actual gate, and I, I don't like the idea of Steam gatekeeping anyway. A like big corporation, mm-hmm. too much power. I, I don't know. I don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's just, there's always different. The balance is always kind of shift a little bit because nothing, yeah. nothing is like pure good or pure bad. So that's very true. I mean, like you, <laughs> like you, you kind of. It's like a. I call it a necessary, a necessary evil because it's just I, like. Yeah, you, I would agree. You, yeah, you would have. I mean, no one. You you won't make anyone happy, and people probably be mad at you because of you do the yeah. way of, of those decision making. But at the same time, someone has to make those decisions for it to kind of make it yeah, as fair as possible. Is. Yeah, but that, that that's so great. And I mean, and I think like, and I'm assuming like, uh, 
uh, res- uh your game like Rise of Third Power itself should be like you know be able accessible when the uh, when the Steam Deck comes out. Uh, uh, I'm assuming we got right? an like, update on that. I think we're good to go on that. Um, but I, there might have been like one small issue that that seemed really easy to fix. But I, I, yeah, I think we should be good for Steam Deck. Okay, that because like yeah, that that is good. Steam Deck but, is man, cool. That- I'm really excited for Steam Deck. I messed around with it a little bit and I'm just like, oh, did you? This is, yeah, this thing is, uh, this is, uh, it is so nice. It's like, it's literally a computer in your hand and it's just yeah. very, uh, but it's like, we're and now at that part where it's like, you're having a powerful handheld system that can, yeah. that could take care of like your own steam library is like, man, yeah, we're, like so cool. <laughs> so impressive. It's like, I was just like, this is this crazy. Technology Next time I go to Los Angeles from Cleveland. It's going to be a much easier trip once I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's having the laptop out or whatever yeah. on the plane. Oh. Totally right. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but uh, it, it is so great. Uh, no, but like, uh, I am just amazed. The one I got one final question for you okay. uh, itself about it. Um, overall, like, like uh, with the uh, rise of the third power and like you know, Arafel, like uh, just you're. I mean, like you said, this is like a long time thing happening with the with with this game itself like how much long are you going to actually have time to relax for yourself <laughs> until like <laughs> you decide to be like you know what let me let me just take a small break uh and, I, and so you don't go into the next project <laughs> so after it's funny you should ask that so after Aravel, i was like i was burnt out this is 2016 version of Aravel. Mm-hmm. um i was completely burnt out i um had just gotten married actually like like we were doing the beta test while i was in louisiana getting married um yeah. I, it was terrible it was terrible i should not have done that i should have pushed really <laughs> state like back a month there wasn't any reason not to but i didn't want to so i was doing beta testing while i was hanging out with her family and um it was it was rough um so anyway after that i got home and i was like i am not i'm gonna take like a four month break i'm gonna go back to waiting tables or something and then like <laughs> within two weeks i was like but registered power though <laughs> um so right now we just released and i'm like I am ready to be done for a little while at least. And then I have a feeling like in a couple of weeks, I'll be like, yeah, but the sequel though. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to keep, it's just going to get you on to the next thing. And just more about, Oh man. It's just, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're punishing yourself. But at the same time, you're like, I, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. Kind of, it's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, Evelyn Rose Hall. Thank you so much for uh, doing, the, uh, doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, I would like, like this part to be like a t- place to plug in. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug in? uh of of like stegsoft the game itself like where where people could see you at like what yeah uh, um well resident power is available on um and arafel both available on switch xbox ps4 and ps5 i I think they're on both um it's on steam gog you can find it anywhere um stegsoftgames.com is our website i'm pixie freaking sticks on twitter um dangan entertainment is our publisher they have been so awesome to us please check they have awesome games so definitely check them out and um that's probably enough i'll stop there <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so guys to support indie developers such as snake soft man seriously because like i said like rise to the third power is a is a great rpg we we review a ton of different kinds of things i love story-based games if you don't know me by now but like uh uh but this one is definitely one to to check out i would i would strongly suggest to check it out yes thank you guys uh but uh like guys and also if you like interviews such as this by all means definitely check us out on our 
uh, on our YouTube page, the CFG channel, or go to our website, confreaksandgeeks.com to, uh, to do it. Or just go, if you like to just listen to this interview, no problem. Go to our, the pot, uh, we are all podcast services out there. So, once again, I'd like to thank Evelyn, <clears throat> excuse me, Evelyn Rose Hall to be a part uh, a part of the uh, the, uh, the interview. And uh, and this is Davis signing off. Y'all take it easy.